In this first episode of our Kinder Transport Stories, we'll begin by walking along Wallensteinstrasse in Vienna's 20th district. And as we walk, we arrive in front of an impressive apartment house. And this is where the story of Sophie Engler begins. This enormous house was the very first one on our street. And it was built by the Vinternitz family in 1875. When Paul Vinternitz died in 1918, his widow, Irena, ruled over the house for years. In 1923, Irena's younger daughter, Clary, married a dashing young attorney, Dr. Richard Engler. And six years later, Clary and Richard had their only child. That would be me. Sophie. As for religion, our family was Jewish, but not very observant. In fact, when I was a child, no one asked in school or on the playground who was Jewish or not. No one cared. Then came the 12th of March, 1938, and Germans swept into Austria. Jews were being beaten on the streets, made to scrub the sidewalks. And the Nazis went looking for prominent Jews, like Richard Engler. On March the 24th, 1938, the Nazis came for him and took him away. And it would be months before we found out where they had taken him. In May 1938, all the Jewish children were thrown out of regular schools. So I went to a school only for Jewish children. But every day there were fewer and fewer of them. Families were doing everything they could to get out. Then came the 9th and 10th of November, 1938, Reichspogromnacht. Synagogues were burnt, Jewish stores destroyed, and thousands of Jews mostly men, were beaten and sent off to concentration camps. Some were killed on the spot. I was at home with grandmother Irena when eight men stormed our apartment and destroyed everything, smashing porcelain, windows, mirrors, and they stole whatever they could find. All this time, mother kept telling me, As soon as your dad gets out, the three of us will leave this country. We'll go where it's safe. If only. In January 1939, my mother got the message that father was deathly ill. He was an inmate in the infamous Buchenwald concentration camp. She went to Berlin, walked into Gestapo headquarters and asked for his release papers. Incredibly, they gave them to her. Then she had to wait outside the gates of Buchenwald for two days and two nights. Richard Engler, who had spent ten months in Nazi concentration camps, was starving and barely alive. Mother bundled him into a train, took him to Vienna and straight to the Rothschild Hospital, the only place that would still treat Jews. 
It was blood poisoning. He died a few days later. February the 6th, 1939. Then my mother put all her energy into finding ways to get us out. She did not find a way out herself, but she managed to find a place for me on a kinder transport at the end of March 1939. I left with scores of other Jewish children, all unaccompanied, all going to England, all of us leaving our families behind in the Third Reich. I spent one night in London with friends of the family and another friend of my mother took me north by train. There I was, alone, nine years old, with my father dead, my mother far away and this kindly woman trying to talk with me. But I couldn't understand a single word she was saying. I sat there sobbing. We changed to a bus and rode until we came to a tiny village in Scotland, close to Glasgow. In Ellen, which sits right on the western shore of the River Clyde. I was brought to two elderly unmarried sisters, Elsie and Annabel Fife. The elder one was addressed in the village as Miss Fife. Everyone called her younger sister Miss Annabel these two ladies had spent decades teaching. Now they were retired, and standing before them was a snivelling, frightened little girl. The only thing I could say in English was, My name is Sophie Engler. Well, come in then, young lady, said Miss Fife. Welcome to our home. During the first weeks, I was terribly homesick, and I was worried sick about my mother. But the five sisters, who certainly understood children, helped me to settle in. I was encouraged to decorate my room. I was allowed to pick flowers in the garden. They introduced me to other children. And soon I started getting used to my new Scottish life. The five started teaching me English, French, Latin, biology, maths and all the subjects I needed, and I was such an eager student. Something that would stay with me forever. I even started writing to my mother in English. My dear mother, today I received your parcel. I thank you very much for the beautiful jersey and cap. I am also very grateful for the delicious chocolate and the dear little doll in the cradle. I have not yet decided how to name her. Then, in July 1939, I heard the news. My mother had got a visa. She managed to get out of the Third Reich and arrived in London where she was able to work as a domestic. But soon, all citizens of the Reich, Jews and non-Jews, men and women, were labelled enemy aliens and taken to internment camps and for two full years my poor mother would be interned as were about 25,000 other enemy aliens the rest of the family in Vienna my grandma 
Her sisters, some cousins and uncles were deported. They were all murdered. For the rest of her life, my mother used to say, Hitler, that pig, and she would spit. He was so afraid of little old ladies, he had them all killed, murdered. In those two years that I stayed with Miss Fife and Miss Annabel, I would go to church with them every Sunday. They wanted me to sing with them during the service, but I told them I couldn't sing. Miss Annabel said, My darling Sophie, God gave you your voice and he wants to hear it. Finally, in 1941, my mother was released from internment. For a while, the two of us lived in Glasgow, close enough for me to spend my weekends with the Fives. Then we moved to Manchester. That's where I went to school and passed my final exams, with flying colours. And to think of it, six years earlier, I couldn't even say thank you in English. In Manchester, my mother took a job cooking in the House of Young Austria, a communist organisation for those determined to go home and, as they said, to build a free Austria. In 1946, with the help of the communists, my mother and I returned to Vienna. Claria was always very clear about this. The communists were the only ones who wanted us back. And this, of course, is the one truth about post-war Austria. My mother found a job in the communist bookshop and later worked for the communist party in their headquarters until she retired. For me, it was hard to find my feet again in Vienna. At the beginning, I was frightened. I mean, every time I went out on the street, I would see men and would think to myself, where were you during the war? I studied medicine, and in June 1952, I graduated the medical faculty after 10 semesters. And at the age of 22, I was the youngest doctor in Austria. I specialised in internal medicine in Leinz, which is now the clinic Heatzing. In 1959, I married Albert, a young technician. A year later, our first daughter was born. We gave her the second name of Annabel, in honour of Annabel Fife. And my daughter, like me, became a doctor. Another daughter followed, and so did a son. Later on, I worked in the geriatric clinic in Leinz until I retired in 1989. My mother, Clary Engler, died at the age of 94. He was a woman born in the age of Emperor Franz Josef in the Austro-Hungarian Empire. She married and raised a family in Austria's doomed First Republic. Her husband was taken from her by the Nazis and murdered. So was her own mother and most of the family. She sent me to safety in England and followed me there. In fact, her whole life was dedicated to protecting me. 
and she was just as protective and loving of her own grandchildren. Clary Engler and the five sisters are long gone now. And sometimes in the evenings I go through the letters we all sent each other over the years. Me to the fives. Their letters to me. But most important, there are the ones they sent to my mother after she had been locked away in internment. I cannot imagine how depressed my mother was just then. But I can imagine how she felt when she read letters like this one. My dear Mrs. Engler, I am glad to say Sophie is very well. She is such a bright, intelligent child that it is a pleasure to teach her. In every way, she shows what good training she had at home from both her father and you. After all, a happy home is the best gift a child can have, and you have certainly given her that. Yours very sincerely, E. F. Fife. Sophie Engler was read for us by Jillie Bond in London. Sound design and music was provided by Patrick Schmidt in Vienna. Tanya Eckstein interviewed Sophie for us in Vienna in 2003. 